0: Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a 50 billion dollar Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know
1: what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Worldcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Air President's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Forbes, the American business magazine, has been putting out issues since my man Birdie Charles Forbes released its inaugural publication in 1917. They have often been looked to as one of the main sources for trustworthy financial news and advice. And in 2011, they started releasing a list of young up-and-comers in the world of business every year. They dubbed this list, the 30 under 30, where they pick 30 people still yet to have their dirty 30th that are making moves. Although there are much more than 30 nominees selected every year as they select from 20 different categories, actually meaning that there are 630 under 30s every single year. Oh wow. Recently though, the nominees have come under fire as many people as many of the people selected to this list later turn out to be fraudsters as reporter Chris Bach Bake reported that collectively all nominees for the 30 Under 30 as of April 2023 had raised $5.3 billion in venture capital for their projects, but have been arrested for frauds and scams worth $18.5 billion. Whoa. More than three times the total funding. This led Forbes in November to release their Hall of Shame list that encompasses 10 previous nominees that the magazine now regrets. Of these ten, we have already covered three on the podcast: Sam Bankman-Fried and Caroline Ellison, both from FTX, and the pharma bro himself, Martin Shkreli. So today, we are going to briefly discuss the other seven members of the Hall of Shame, and who knows, maybe some will get the full episode treatment in the future.
0: What, what What's your birthday?
1: When's my birthday? No,
0: no, no. How old are you on this birthday?
1: Oh, 29.
0: You got one more year to get on that 30 under 30.
1: I know. I missed the 27 club, so now I'm home for the 30 (laughs) under 30. I was like, well, I didn't become a rock star and die early, so now I have to like try. Yeah, right. Do something with my life. Woof. I mean, hey, some of the people on here, I could do it in a year. Yeah. I could fake something in a year. You got this. I will end up on this list as well. Like I'm going to be on the hall of shame because no, I'm, you won't. I'm not doing it. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm smart enough to.
0: Yeah, you you I'm, know how to not get caught.
1: I'm Trixie. That's not true. I'd get caught immediately. <laughs> That's why I don't do it.
0: You're not me. I would get caught before I even started.
1: Yeah, they would be able to I've see it on your face. I've got such a big
0: mouth. I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm running a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> you want to join?
1: This is a police station. <laughs>
0: no. Oh, shit. You Arrest me, officer.
1: Oh, weird! <laughs> now it's weird. I don't want to arrest you anymore. This is, I damn it. I'm not putting handcuffs anywhere near you. No. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the Peter Griffin cop to come take care of you.
0: I don't. Even, I didn't watch that episode of Family Guy.
1: I don't think there was. I was just saying someone. Oh, the who fat, looks, ugly one. Yeah, someone who looks and acts jokes like Peter on Griffin. you.
0: My type is ugly. I love having the satisfaction of feeling like I am the hottest person that someone has slept with. So, I am love fucking ugly guys. We're you not. Heard gonna, it.
1: We're not gonna unpack that. Welcome back to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands, everybody. I'm Kashan,
0: and I'm Nina.
1: <laughs> and we have problems. I'm joking. You have problems. I went
0: to therapy today.
1: Well, yeah, so... Like
0: three hours ago. Yep, three you're, hours ago. So you
1: feel healed enough to overshare. Um, is yeah, is
0: actually, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys uh, for listening in on another episode today. We are talking about the Forbes Hall of Fame. We're doing another mashup episode. Yeah. We did MLMs. Once I like a- mashup. This is like the, the weird the weirdest season because we did we're doing two matchups together we did the two listener submitted episodes together <laughs> we back didn't to back mean,
0: we like didn't really mean to do that when we planned this we
1: usually just look at the topics and be like who wants what what yeah. what would look what would be best to like start and end with and then this happened
0: yeah we didn't do it on purpose
1: so but nevertheless here we are and actually might be fun today because we don't have to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to learn about yeah! seven different people today. So it's like... It's like I
0: love surface level.
1: <laughs> I know you do. If this is going to be like when you go to a dinner party with one of your friends and like seven of their friends that you're not mutual Oh, like with.
0: your birthday party the other day. Yeah,
1: so you invite I someone over. I only knew
0: Kashan, his girlfriend, and one other person a little bit.
1: That was true for quite a few people there, though. So That's fair. So, you know, it was...
0: And you know what? I still had fun.
1: I'm diverse. But that's what it's going to be like today. You guys are going to get to learn... I forgot
0: your birthday present.
1: Seven new people I know. Fuck you. I was looking for something in your hands, and you walked in, and I wasn't going to say it, but that's fine.
0: I'll bring it next week.
1: <laughs> My birthday's over. <laughs> Throw it away. I'm
0: not uh, throwing it away. It's really cool.
1: Fair enough. Uh So yes, we're meeting seven new people today at the dinner party, and the first one on the table uh, that Forbes regretted was Charlie... God, this is a bad last name. Javis?
0: Yeah, that's how I would say it.
1: Or Javice.
0: Or Javice. uh,
1: Javice? Like Ceviche? Yeah, Charlie Javice. That's what we're going to call her. Who made her way onto the list in 2022. So she was one of the quickest regrets they had because they dropped the list in 2023. Um, Classic, rich white people daughter her dad was a hedge fund worker and her mother was a life coach uh, that, so both of them had equally real jobs
0: i don't understand what life coaches do
1: uh, they they have monetized lying so of a lot of people but oh man they're just, yeah, i don't know they I mean, did, are they're just like vibes they monetize yeah, vibes
0: yeah they're like you can do it no, vibes.
1: they're like i don't know touch crystals about it a thousand dollars please Literally. Get one of those freaking sand gardens. $5,000, please. What a great life coach. Dog. Maybe
0: I should become a life coach. Uh, I think I should get at it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Let's talk about Ceviche.
1: Uh, Javice Set up on third base, Ceviche uh, was perfectly positioned to both gain entry <laughs> and stop, and graduate from the highly esteemed and oldest business school, the Warden School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania.
0: never heard of it. Have you? Yes. Oh.
1: She was most interested in technology companies related to uh, financial issues. So after her graduation in 2013, she began focusing on creating a job search website, which then somehow evolved into trying to create an alternative to the FICO credit score. Replacing the credit score might have been a little ambitious. So instead, she focused on solving an issue that many people have to deal with, including myself, the process of trying to find funding for an American college education. She aimed to simplify the process by which entering college students get connected to financial institutions to receive grants and loans. And I actually find this pretty interesting as Charlie most definitely did not have to apply for loans or probably scholarships to attend her program with a dad that worked at a hedge fund.
0: Well, maybe she had empathy.
1: Uh, Remember what list she's on today? True. She opened her company, Frank, in 2016, which is a terrible name. To be frank. I'm assuming that's what it was, like, like to be honest. I have no idea. It doesn't seem to have anything to do. Is it
0: an acronym?
1: Not that I can find. And when they put it on things, not all the letters are capitalized or anything. It just looks like the name Frank. Weird. Just the F is capitalized. At the time, it promised to help students complete the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, also known as FAFSA, which contains over 100 questions and it claimed that they could they could get that down to just a few minutes using a one-page questionnaire and, an algor- and like algorithmic models. Like you put your name in or whatever, you fill out this questionnaire and then it can fill out the entire FAFSA and submit it for you, is what they claimed. Uh, it also allowed students to connect with banks for private loans and they offered a premium subscription uh, because the base model was free where if you paid, uh, you gain access to extra help, including financial advisors. Although this sounds like a good idea, kinda as I actually find the FAFSA to be pretty user friendly nowadays. Like the government, it's
0: been so long since I folded out. it out. It's like uh,
1: healthcare.gov. Like the government, oh. the government has made it to where like most websites they run now are pretty transparent. For the mo- as long as it's the federal government, state government websites are a trash fire. Yeah. Uh, But it's pretty all right. Uh, In the business, Frank had multiple hurdles in its few years. First one being the government. As the Department of Education accused Frank of misrepresenting itself as being associated with the U.S. government. Because their website name was frankfafsa.com.
0: That was dumb. (laughs) Yes. That's just dumb.
1: So, So Frank eventually settled this claim out of court. With the Department of Education in 2018, they removed FAFSA from the name and just became frank.com. Then, Hmm. one of the co founders, Edie Omesi, sued Frank over wage theft, a case Charlie (laughs) Javice lost and paid out $35,000 for in 2001. Oh, wow,
0: that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, also one of the founders, like how can yeah, you how can you steal wages from one of the founders? They probably skipped out on like a contract or something. Yeah. Um Aww. even with these bumps in the road though, Charlie pulled off the deal of a lifetime later that year when she sold the company to banking powerhouse JP Morgan Chase for 175 million dollars, which included 9.7 million to Charlie in stock immediately and a 20 million dollar retention bonus because she stayed on as an executive at JP Morgan Chase like the the she was like the director of student relations or wow. something like they created an executive position for her to head up this new branch of their company a year later uh JP Morgan Chase would file a lawsuit against Javiche claiming she misrepresented the company She pitched to them that over 4.25 million students had used their service, but in reality, uh, it is alleged that she had paid a computer science professor $18,000 for a list of greater than 4 million of those names replete with fake emails, and Chase only realized the fraud when they tried to send an email campaign using the list, which resulted in a high volume of them being undeliverable. The indictment against Javice was made public in May of 2023, and the investigation and trial process is still ongoing, which leads me to our first disclaimer and the only one, because I'm going to say a broad one. A lot of these are still ongoing. Yeah. And all things are alleged. Oh. Unless we've said they have been arrested and convicted for it. So we move on to person number two. We're introducing Nateen or Nate Paul, who is not the third Paul brother, along with Logan and Jake, but is just as much of an asshole. Damn, probably not. Actually, those guys are fucking. Those guys they're suck. on a they are on a different planet of assholery.
0: Yeah, they really are. They're t- they're kind of awful. Kind of. Yeah, they're terrible. They're
1: overtly awful.
0: Didn't one of them go to those the Suicide Forest in Japan? Yeah,
1: and filmed it and yeah. then put it up online, but just like blurred out the body.
0: Yeah. Because they saw a dead body. And, the, right. and they
1: were like, did we just see a dead body? Let's put this on YouTube. And the, the thumbnail for, for that's gone viral. It's the him like, it, he's in like, a, those fucking little guys from Toy Story. He's wearing one of those hats. And he's like, got a surprise, like a classic YouTube oh, thumbnail. Oh, and yeah. it says, says, we found a dead body in the suicide forest. And he's still makes he's a multi-millionaire
0: yeah he is didn't he wasn't he starting to go into boxing
1: he does he does do boxing and this is why actually it's because people like us are now talking about him sorry it's fine damn it it's fine it happens Fucking asshole um but nate paul is a texas real estate, or was, a Texas real estate developer and founder of World Class Capital Group and got his 30 under 30 induction in 2016. His first venture was actually a DJ business that he started at the age of nine with just $6,000 from his dad and a dream.
0: His dad gave a nine-year-old $6,000 yeah, for a DJ company?
1: It seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I have no idea what the ROI well, on that was.
0: So, I feel like his parents were probably rich. And that six thousand dollars wasn't a lot of money to them.
1: Maybe I don't know. These parents were immigrants. They
0: it doesn't mean they're rich. not. It doesn't
1: mean they're not rich. But
0: because I know someone who's like, my mom is an immigrant. I have an immigrant parent, and it's like, yeah, your mom was a millionaire where she lived, and she came to the United States to model.
1: They're like a duke and so Duchess. like yeah, like, she uh, did
0: immigrate here, but it's not like. I immigrated here because I had no other choices.
1: We immigrated here and we only got to keep a vacation home back in our home country. Literally. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Nate later enrolled in the University of Texas, but left at age 19 to start his real estate firm that at its height held over $1.2 billion in assets. Wow. Including a string of self-storage businesses and the KPMG Tower in downtown Dallas. He operated primarily out of Houston, though. However, he was getting preferential treatment from the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, a friend of Paul's, and Paul also donated $25,000 to Paxton's campaign office. Paxton was suspended soon after this, though, uh, as a whistleblower complaint came out that alleged that he was using his office to personally gain from keeping people's businesses in mind when they paid him in the form of bribes. It is believed that this donation from Paul was for this reason, that he bribed Ken Paxton. By the way, I fell into a rabbit hole, and there's no more here about Ken Paxton, but he's had so much controversy. He's the attorney general in Texas. He's had so much controversy. Wait, he's
0: still the attorney general?
1: He is, Yes, and he's still under investigation. He's like under active investigation right now.
0: Well, you know, it's crazy. In politics, sometimes you can still hold a position or run for a position when you are actively being investigated. Yeah. Kwame Kilpatrick. And
1: some other people. Uh, Paul was facing other issues, though, as the FBI raided his businesses in 2019, which led him to file for multiple bankruptcies. He was indicted and arrested in 2023 under allegations that he falsified the worth of his assets on loan applications at multiple financial institutions, and then this was followed up with four new counts of wire fraud relating to him falsely telling partners that he isolated assets from each partnership he entered into, when in reality all just kind of went into a collective pot and Paul used it for anything. Nate has so far pled not guilty, and this is another process that's ongoing, so basically, in bed with the attorney general, and then stole a bunch of money, lied to lied to get loans, and mixed a bunch of money together illegally. So, the next person on the list is uh, kind of a really big piece of shit, but he didn't really commit any financial crimes, and is just kind of like a bad dude. He did commit crimes though. All right, so um, I meant to briefly mention Cody Wilson, and then I think I. That I think I put more. You don't. In this. You
0: didn't briefly mention him.
1: I think I ended up putting more in this yeah, <laughs> than, right. than we'll I meant to. Slightly less than brief. Um, but he made the list in 2014. He started a company that specialized in open source files that allowed the 3D printing of gun parts and designs, so that anyone around the world with a 3D printer could have a firearm, or at least parts. They were building like receivers for AK-47 and stuff like that. Um, his company, Defense Distributed. Then began manufacturing and selling a CNC mill that produced parts for the AR-15. I'm
0: sorry. What's a CNC mill? Because I only know one definition of CNC. Well,
1: it's not. It
0: cannot be that.
1: It's not that one. It's (laughs) it's basically like it's got like a bit and it cuts stuff out.
0: Oh, okay.
1: uh, Here, look it up.
0: Computer numerical control.
1: There we go. A computer numerical control mill and it produced parts for the AR-15. They named him to they like named him to the list because of this like that's what led up to him getting onto the list however he stepped down from the company after he paid an underage girl for sex which he never denied by the way uh he just denied that he knew her real age how old was she uh I think it just said she was under 17. I don't know supposedly he it was on a website called I think it was sugardaddies.com. mm-hmm and uh, that was a really, that wasn't mm-hmm like you already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I guess you have to agree that you're 18 to be on that site. So that's what he argued. Uh, and the charge was downgraded from sexual assault against a minor to injury of a child, which allowed him to avoid jail time. But he still. does
0: that? Oh, I hate our system.
1: But he still had to register as a sex offender
0: well, for the great. rest of
1: his life. Right. And then defense distributed took him back into a leadership role. Although they said they demoted him a bit. He's like, he's not the only, he's not like the sole leadership person, but he is.
0: Second in command. He is
1: still in a leadership role. He's,
0: he's just second in
1: command. Um, and then they went on to file multiple successful lawsuits against the American government for trying to shut down their gun printing business because they don't actually sell the guns, just the blueprints. He also started an alt-right form of Patreon called get this, Hatreon. Good one. That was shut down after... <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. It was shut down after Visa decided that they weren't going to process their credit card transactions anymore because most of the money was going to white supremacist groups. He was like, there's so many different kinds of people on here. It's just an open platform, but really what it was it was funding white supremacist groups. Uh, and since then, he has become a big advocate of a of crypto anarch, anarchism, anarchy, crypto anarchy, whatever. He's really into like purposely obfuscating any financial deals. He doesn't think anyone should be able to look at them. So he's like a believer in like, like true cryptocurrency where you can't tell who's related to anything Who's buying what? Who's selling what? With complete anonymity. Not
0: sketchy at all.
1: Yeah, right. You know, it's only like when they tried that, it was immediately for drugs, human trafficking, and fucking like poison and hitmen. Yeah. Weird. Um,
0: I didn't know about the hitmen.
1: He has also been listed as one of the most dangerous people on the internet multiple times by Wired magazine, and he, Defense Distributed. That's that's still a company, and he's still doing stuff, and they're just. I don't know. They can't do anything.
0: Perfect. Uh,
1: The next regret on Forbes list was James O'Keefe. And much like Cody Wilson, he did not commit any financial crimes and was rather on the media list in the 30 under 30 category in 2011. Because most of the people today are on the finance list. That's the one that everyone knows about. There's like sports. They do a sports Mm. 30 under 30 A lot of stuff. Venture capital, leisure, or like... Pretty
0: sure Kylie Jenner... Entertainment. Pretty sure Kylie Jenner got on the Forbes 30 Under 30.
1: I bet you that was in the entertainment category. They put like actors and stuff there.
0: Well, but she has her makeup line.
1: Then maybe it was finance. I don't know.
0: might have been business. I don't know.
1: I don't know. James O'Keefe is another far-right activist that became known for releasing undercover videos of liberal-aligned businesses painting them in a bad light and showing them engaging in abusive or outright illegal behavior. This was all part of his activist group project Veritas. Uh, and he did this a lot. So I'm just going to give you a few highlights. His first target was Planned parenthood where he had a friend of his pose as a 15 year old girl and then go in and say that she had been impregnated by a 23 year old man and asking for an abortion And he released secret video recordings of their interaction in which employees seem to be supporting her getting an abortion without telling her mother, which is illegal. You have to get, if you're under 18, you have to get, uh, you have to get consent.
0: I don't think it's illegal in every state.
1: Well, it was here. I did not know that, but I guess there are 10 states where you don't need to inform your parents or get their consent. But, and I didn't get to watch these videos, but that was heavily, I was assuming, what they were they doing. They
0: probably lived in a state in which at least notification was required. Yeah,
1: and it would at least piss off conservatives and, oh, and some well, people in yeah. general. Yeah. Even, if if it,
0: it. even if they were in like New York or Illinois or one of these states that doesn't have any sort of consent or notification laws. Yeah. It If. You put that on the internet and the right people see it, they're going to become enraged.
1: Yeah. And it actually was later revealed though, that the video had been heavily edited to purposefully omit the employees telling her to consult with her mom about the pregnancy Ah. and that they had to follow the law. So, Mm.
0: so they might not have encouraged her to just,
1: no, it was purposely edited to where it seemed like they were, but they weren't. And this is what O'Keefe is largely known for. Uh, And he's also like his biggest takedown, takedown he did, was recordings of the Association of Community Organizations for Reform Now, or ACORN for short, an advocacy group for low and middle income families that is influential in elections. My grandpa hated ACORN. Really? Yeah. I had not really heard about them. So I was like, I I just know
0: know that. So. I don't know a lot about Acorn. I don't know exactly what they even do, or are they still around? Did I they're, think? They're, I think. Yeah, they're I thought they around. were still around. Um, my grandpa would always just like. I remember when Obama was elected, and my grandfather was like not happy about Obama being elected. He was like. Um, yeah, well, Acorn went around and rounded everybody up and then took them to the polls so they they would vote oh, yeah. for Obama.
1: They advocate to get like like low and middle income people voting.
0: Yeah, which I th- is a good thing. Yeah, it's of not course. A bad thing. Their
1: voices also need to be heard. Yes. We don't we don't want like a an aristocracy.
0: Right. right. Exactly.
1: Um well, O'Keefe released videos that seemingly showed employees of Acorn uh coaching O'Keefe on how to avoid authorities while committing a bevy of heinous crimes from tax evasion all the way up to human trafficking when he posted the videos online they had an intro of him wearing in like an over-the-top pimp outfit which led many to believe that he was dressed up like that while he was talking to these people in the buildings but he was actually just wearing normal clothes because if someone's walking in with a pimp outfit i'd be like get the hell out um these videos were so damning in the court of public opinion that the California Attorney General offered O'Keefe limited immunity in return for the unedited tapes as the video in the office there showed an employee complicit in a scheme to smuggle a young woman into America I like going along with it. However, authorities later confirmed that the employee had immediately contacted Uh, The authorities stating that he went along with the plot to keep O'Keefe talking so that he would divulge as much information about the scheme as possible. So absolute W for that guy. He basically, he pretended to go along with it and then notified the police immediately and were like, this guy just came in. Here's everything he said. Here's his entire plan.
0: Damn. So That backfired.
1: uh, After the video was released, though, the employee lost his job. Oh, my God. And was recognized by the general public. So he sued O'Keefe, which resulted in O'Keefe paying the employee employee $100,000 for violating California recording laws. All of the other offices were also quickly cleared as it became apparent uh, that the videos were once again heavily doctored to change the impression that they gave. O'Keefe would continue to do this and did have a run in with the authorities when the FBI raided his apartment in connection with a missing journal from Biden's daughter? What? Yeah, I guess they thought that he had stolen it or um. been complicit in in some way to steal it and then released stuff from the journal online like leaked it. But I don't know. It seemed like nothing came of that and he would keep releasing Dr. videos as a part of Project Veritas until they fired him, don't know why, in February of
0: 2023. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So once again just kind of that he he was in the media category and obviously this is very um You know, Mm -hmm. unscrupulous media behavior. Yeah. Uh, What is it? Ethics. Yes. There we go. To talk about the next person on the list, we jump across the pond to the UK. All right. All right. Because Fadria Prendergast.
0: That sounds made up.
1: uh, I spelt this wrong about seven times. How could you not? Because I thought it was Fadra Pendergast. And then I was like, there's an I in there. And then I was like, there's an R in the the last name. It's like, it's Fandria Prendergast.
0: Prendergast. Fandria Prendergast. Are you here?
1: It does kind of sound like a-
0: Present.
1: Sounds like a Harry Potter character.
0: I'm present. My name is Fandria Prendergast.
1: And I'm a Hufflepuff. She sounds like a Hufflepuff. Fandria Prendergast was named to the 30 Under 30 Europe list in 2023- Okay, they went global. So there's more than 600 now, by the way. It's like yeah. there's 600 in America, and then they do International. other. Yeah, they do a, International. other places. So it's like you're giving so many of these away. Why do I even care anymore? Yeah, You should pick, like, you should pick 30 people from everywhere. and oh, that's that sh- a lot. And that should be your list. But no. Fadria was an inspiring success story at the time. The daughter of a Jamaican immigrant mother who raised her kids alone for most of their life. Fadria seemed to be the picture of an empowered, modern, BIPOC woman who wanted to see others like her not just survive, but thrive as small business owners and entrepreneurs. She manifested this by being the editor-in-chief of Women of the City magazine.
0: What city, though?
1: London. Oh. A publication that she was also the face for. This magazine was supposed to release periodicals on female small business owners in London to make the scene more connected and inspire young businesswomen. The spreads that they put out had many well-known people in the scene, so when they would reach out to a small business owner, of course, that person would jump at the opportunity to get their voices heard. After they completed the photo shoots for the magazine, women of the city would then inform these women that they actually need to pay for their place in the magazine. And the going rate was almost six and a half thousand US dollars. Now, a surprise pay to play model in a publication that is supposed to be about activism is already like kind of fucked up. But what's even more fucked up is that Fadria and the rest of the people behind women of the city would then just like ghost these women and never run the articles anyway. So they got, they would, they would like, Say, okay, we got it all prepared. We'll take the photos. And then we're like, that'll be six and a half thousand
0: dollars. And then never, ever publish it. Wow. And
1: then like one lady was like, I messaged. I emailed them constantly. I was calling all the time. And Fadria, she was even in contact with Fadria and just everyone ghosted her one day. Just stopped responding to emails. Wild. Um, estimates from an independent investigation estimate that they took at least $195,000 from people that never even had a half a page ad run in their magazine. They did nothing. So almost $200,000 just stolen basically. And honestly, the rabbit hole goes pretty deep on this story, uh, because then comes the question, where did this money even go? Mm -hmm. So after Forbes kicked her off the list, they also released this big editorial, like, um, deep dive invest like investigation piece into women of the city. And at first you might think like many of our other stories that Fadria just lined her own pockets, right? But that actually wouldn't be it. The magazine was actually operated in a secretive manner by a church in the UK known as Salvin Salvation Proclaimers Anointed Church or SPAC SPAC Nation. Is what they actually went by. Just keep
0: going. I read the next sentence. I was going to say something, but never mind.
1: Okay. Well, it is an evangelical Pentecostal, huh? That's these are your boys, huh? Uh, Prosperity gospel church. So it is a cult. Yeah. So so they're crazy, even compared to some other religious benchmarks. Oh
0: yeah, they're speaking in tongues.
1: And they so they're Pentecostal, and then they also preach that the belief in God and faith will bring you material wealth. In this life, yeah. Like I don't know what happened to what happened to great greed, bro. Like literally one of the seven deadly sins.
0: Well, but if God provides it, like you can have wealth and not be greedy.
1: Yeah, but they're obviously covetous. They like show it off. Well, yeah. But they're using they're using material wealth as like a stand in for God, and that's got it. That seems like can't do that, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just it seems. It seems messed up. Uh, They largely draw a younger crowd since they hold services not in a boring-ass church with pews, all right, but in high-end London hotels all over the city. It's in a different place like every weekend. Um, And they claim over 1,000 members. Wow! Their founder, Toby Adegboyega, being the leader of a prosperity church... Obviously parades around his high-end cars, including two Ferraris, a Rolls-Royce, and a Lamborghini with the vanity plate pastor, where the S is replaced with a five, uh, while wearing a hundred and dollars diamond ring with yeah. the church's uh, motto inscribed. Alright,
0: that is uh yeah, that is pretty flashy.
1: Yeah, he's wearing like Italian like shoes and like like uh suits and like those uh velvet high water pants. Very interesting. Um Women of the City was started by a female branch of this church known as the Phoebes, managed by Pastor Mariamola, And it is believed that the money they were stealing from the small business owners was being funneled into funding the church, because obviously that sounds expensive, especially since they had come under fire for opening these uh, safe houses that they had nicknamed trap houses. (laughs) Trap stood for something. I don't remember what it was. Uh,
0: Tellin'. Regular ass people.
1: It, it was like something for something in prosperity. I don't know. Oh. Um, for youths to keep members. Trade aw-
0: riches and prosperity.
1: Who knows. Away from crime. Supposedly they were like, yeah, we'll keep our members away from crime by offering them a safe space to stay. However, in 2019, police alleged that the church was run like a big cult, meant to funnel money upwards as members were pressured to donate their entire paychecks to the church and even donate blood in order to raise more money to tithe. Wow. Especially the people that were in the houses that lived there. Uh, They were also accused of much more heinous offenses involving sexual assault against multiple minors in their so-called safe houses. But uh, we'll leave it there. Basically, a lot of bad, bad stuff. Uh, Toby boyega actually stepped down from his position, and the entire church became insolvent in 2022. Although they still continue to operate under the new name, which is like Legion or some like something really stupid. Like it was like it was like family with like an X in it. I really was like I don't even know what this is supposed to mean. Um, and two people were arrested in connection with the fraud case and safe house raids. But as of now, Fadria has only lost her spot on the list and not any of her life to jail time.
0: Wow. She should.
1: Yeah, she's still like decently active on Instagram. So these last two is where the list gets a little more like, I don't want to say like petty, but maybe just a little bit more tame than soliciting sex from a minor or like stealing millions of dollars. Perfect. And it's just kind of like, eh, this person just kind of sucks. We want them I'm off the list. i uh, And don't get me wrong. Steph Corey does suck. There's a reason why Forbes renounced her 2016 addition to their list. Steph was the founder of Away, which was a direct to consumer luggage retail business that started with her and former colleague at Warby Parker, Jen Rubio. They improved on traditional luggage designs, being one of the first to ever include a battery to charge your mobile devices on the go. All of this innovation caused them to raise $31 million and became one of the highest-funded female-led startups in all of history. And started shipping their products in 2016, doing $50 million in sales the next year. And in 2018, they claimed over 150 employees. In 2019, however, a special report in The Verge was released saying that Steph Corey was a toxic boss and that the culture of the company was disastrous. Employees were constantly under watchful eyes of management, micromanaged, and demeaned through public humiliation on their Slack channel. I now read to you in full one such message that she sent out to the customer service team who was dreadfully understaffed at this time. So keep that in mind. Hi, at CX Management. I know this group is hungry for career career development opportunities. And in an effort to support you in developing your skills, I am going to help you learn the career skill of accountability. What you are accountable for is solving the problem for customers struggling to reach us on live platforms. Please feel free to think about all of the business levers you have in solving that and feel free to partner with Name redacted for support and feedback. To measure success, the EA team and I will be calling our CX number, which I think is like customer service number, and reaching out via live chat at random times three times per business day to hold you accountable which is a very important skill that is translatable to many different work settings. No new PTO or work from home requests will be considered from the six of you. There's only six of them until we reach five consecutive days of all of our attempts to reach CX on live platforms being successful. If you have PTO days that are already approved in ADP at this time, you can still take them. We will continuously reevaluate the business needs with relation to timing of taking paid time off as we observe the progress of solving this problem. If you have work from home days that are already approved in writing by me and already on my Google calendar, you can still work from home that day. If they haven't already been approved via Slack by me and aren't already on my Google calendar as of 8 a.m. today, please consider the request not approved. Jesus I hope everyone in this group appreciates the thoughtfulness I put into creating this career development opportunity and that you're all excited to operate consistently with our core values to solve this problem and pace the way for being this for the CX team being the best in class when it comes to being customer obsessed. Thank you.
0: How old is this woman?
1: She was probably like 40 in her 40s. Like, yeah, basically like just the way to frame it, like, I'm gonna teach you an important life skill by making it so yeah. that you can't have PTO. One of the people on this team, by the way, said that she would wake up, start working, take a break to eat dinner, and work in her bed until she fell asleep. Because of the amount of emails they were getting, and there was only six of them. It's a lot. She also she would also just like demean people. There were other Slack messages like oh, these if these people are so brain dead that they can't operate this thing, and you're like, ooh. Um, so this was one of many derogatory messages that Steph sent out. Um, among multiple other allegations, Corey resigned from the company a few days after the Verge article was released, although she said that it wasn't right for her to resign and that the report had been inaccurate. So it was kind of no surprise when then about a week after the resignation, she renounced it. Staying on as co CEO. She eventually did step down though in late 2020 and is probably, I don't know, yelling at a waiter for another skinny margarita and a chilies right she probably
0: now. Probably is. Yeah. That bitch would drink a skinny margarita.
1: She looks like it. Just Salted saying. rim. Oh yeah.
0: Two straws.
1: Mm-hmm. Blended if they offer it.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And if they don't, she's going to bitch about it.
1: Absolutely. You, know, you don't have a fucking blender in you the back? You don't have a
0: blender in the back? You
1: can't just put ice and a margarita in a blender? Oh, that's too hard for you? Fine. I'll take it on the rocks.
0: Oh, I'll hit you, later. Do you have crushed ice?
1: Because <laughs> it's already close to being blended, so you might as well just put that in the blender. Can you just put that in a mixer? It'll do the same thing as long if as you it's shake crushed.
0: it long enough... <laughs>
1: wow that would be a whole new level of care actually you just shake it till it turns into a blended trick uh, so honestly the last one on the list is just like kind of sad and I did keep it short for this one uh, Lucas Duplin cemented his spot in the list in 2014 as the founder of clinkle an online payment uh, payment app duplin was a computer science student at Stanford who started building the app with other students over a summer, and it was basically supposed to be Apple Pay before Apple had even thought about Apple Pay, and before Venmo was really popularized, and he ended up raising $25 million to fund the company and hired former Netflix CFO to be their COO, and that person brought even more Netflix execs over to the company, Um, but Duplin stayed on as their CEO, And with him at the helm, they always just kind of lagged behind on actually delivering their product. They like released a, uh, they did a whole year of just saying like, our product will be released on this date in like a year from now, where you could download the app and that's all it would say. So he was kind of just like a kid and like bad at business and someone gave him $25 million. They finally did release the product in 2014 Um But they had lost any sort of competitive edge because Venmo had already been out. Apple Pay had already been out. So they just pivoted and basically they were an online bank. And Duplines most recently just tried to get into cryptocurrency. Uh Oh, so it's
0: just like him being a loser.
1: Yeah, he was just like, uh, just bad at it. They just didn't deliver. He didn't do anything
0: wrong. He just was bad at it. Yeah, he was bad
1: at He was bad at it. It, it, it's just one of the biggest failed startups. Like they were really hyped and then they failed really hard, but it's not because they were like
0: doing anything wrong. Yeah.
1: Nothing like criminal. They were just not
0: they again. just raised
1: a bunch of money and they were bad at business. They blamed this guy. Also, there was a picture of him and Oh God, what's this? The CEO of like Virgin mobile. Mm-hmm. People know him in like the UK. And I think here he's kind of controversial. There was a picture of them burning fake 100, $100 bills at some point. So that was another thing I guess people were like pissed off about. And I'm like, it's like 24. Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, yeah, let's give this 24 year old, $25 million and just expect him to make this brand new app. Didn't work out. Um, So there it was some of the low lights of the Forbes 30 under 30 list. It goes to show you that no matter how much financial analysts or experts claim to know they still get things wrong. Business can be just as much luck as it is skill, and with a few of these stories, the ones behind the helm just weren't good people. However, Forbes is still cranking out these lists like they like the Duggars did with children. It was the thirty under thirty today, but wait until you hear all of the scandal coming out of the forty under forty. Just kidding. But they that is a list. They do the forty under
0: forty. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they. Might did as that. well. Let's do. The, I had no idea they did. Let's that.
1: do the fucking hundred under a hundred. All right. Who cares? Uh, but Forbes has gotten it pretty wrong in the past, and the list, as well as the honorable mentions. Uh, but or, but Forbes has gotten it pretty wrong in the past, um, including these two honorable mentions. Uh, that are white collars red hands alumni uh, Elizabeth Holmes and Trevor Milton who were being heavily pushed by the publication I think they both ended up getting like a cover at one point to Forbes and uh, both of those didn't work out so well so don't listen to them put all of your money in dried corn kernels because I hear that's popping thats that's popping.
0: I'm not even going to acknowledge that. (laughs) Because
1: it's popping. What's
0: (laughs) popping? The dried corn kernels. I got options. got this new holiday locked in.
1: Anyway, I'm sorry if you stayed for that last joke. Uh, But you won't have to stay much longer because you know what time it is.
0: Time for the outro. It's
1: outro time. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of White Collars Red Hands. If you liked what you heard today, you want to support, feel free to do that in any way possible. Screaming it outside your windows. Um, writing a note, putting it in a bottle, throwing it into the ocean or something less weird. You could just go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can write till your heart's content on Apple Podcasts or just give us a star rating on Spotify. Both of those are fine. If you listen on something else, look at you, you little indie podcast listener. Oh my God. Uh, I actually only listen listen on Player FM. Great for you. Why don't you subscribe, follow us on there too. Hell, pop over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave a thumbs up, hit that bell, smash that like button. Hell yeah. (laughs) And watch our, watch our faces, right? Uh, You never know what, you never know what might happen live and on camera. Okay? So you can go over to YouTube. You can also watch the video podcast on Spotify if that's your thing. It's weird, but you can do that if that's something you're interested in. Um, You can also support us by just like giving us money in exchange for goods. Uh, You can go to our website whitecollarsredhands.com there's a little tab that says check out our merch you can go there buy a t-shirt uh and, and support us that way and while you're there you can drop us a line in our contact us box and you can submit a list or submit an episode for season 15 which will be coming up in i don't even know what number this is this season i've kind of lost track um but it's coming up at some point and your idea can be in there are you disassociating over yeah, there? Yeah,
0: sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, like, zoned out.
1: <laughs> okay, you know what that means. We got Sorry,
0: get, guys, I did not mean to do that. We
1: got to get nine into bed. Talk for a nappy. Uh, she still <laughs> got that blanket from yesterday, or last week, not yesterday. I was not here yesterday. Look, she's a, burri- <laughs> she's a burrito. So that's all I got for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on another episode of White Collars Red, Red Hands. hands.